Welcome to Docs in Orbit, a podcast for international, independent, creative nonfiction filmmakers. This is Christina Zacriades. Spring has arrived, and for the past three years of Docs in Orbit, we've spent the beginnings of the new season by the luminous shores of Lake Geneva in the small town of Neon, Switzerland, surrounded by vineyards and the fresh crop of films at Visions de Riel. Visions de Riel is an international film festival that we're very fond of, with a strong reputation for championing creative, contemporary nonfiction cinema. The festival has played a vital role for the independent documentary filmmaking community for decades. And it's also been a significant source of inspiration for this podcast. It's where we've made several filmmaker discoveries that we've invited on. This year will be the 54th edition, and the collection of films is full of promise again, with more than 160 films, 82 of which are world premieres, on display from April 21st until 30th, including documentaries already adorned with golden animals from Berlin and Venice. Before traveling to Neon for the festival, I had the great pleasure of speaking with Emily Bouges, the artistic director of Visions de Riel, to hear more about how this year's program came together. She's a returning guest, and if you'd like to hear more about her background in film curation and programming, you can listen to last year's episode, where she goes in-depth about her influences and process as an artistic director, which is linked in the show notes. So, without further ado, here's the conversation. Hello. Hello. Good morning. I'm so sorry. I almost forgot. I was thinking about it, thinking about it, and then I forgot. <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry about it. At least you're here. Well, you didn't forget completely. No. <laughs> no, I was looking forward. Ah, me too. Well, first of all, it's been a year since we sat and talked. So yeah. how has the year unfolded for you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's amazing because it feels like, you know, I always forget from from one year to the next what's happening in between festivals. So, you know, I always have the feeling that it's going to be all chill and relaxed and, you know, and then and everything is going to be different and the, the whole process is going to be much more easier because I'm going to be like, you know, and then it always feel like like a, a huge adventure somehow. It always feels like there is always this moment and my team, they hate me for that because there is always this moment where I'm freaking out and saying we are, we don't have the films, the film are not here, what, what will we program what's happening a few weeks uh, later I'm back in the office saying oh my god this is the best lineup (laughs) (laughs) but there is always this moment where I'm like literally freaking out Uh, so I don't know it really it feels like it's impossible even for me to understand you know what we're going through somehow I'm imagining that there's a bit of muscle memory right from like the past years of the in terms of process is there anything that has evolved this year? Well, I think that in our case, it's about calming things a little bit. The The past three years, we have like been constantly changing and adding stuff. 
And, you know, I feel like we need to settle down a little bit. I feel like in the past years, we were also really busy, you know, kind of like having different scenarios. Even last year, you know, like I remember that in, in February, we still had like four different scenarios for the festivals, depending on what we could do, what we couldn't. So I feel like a lot of time and energy have been invested into that. And, uh, you know, this year it was just about, you know, kind of like, shaping things and you know kind of like yeah back back to the roots somehow although of course we have been always fighting to have the best lineup ever but it was like I don't know it felt like you know okay we we are finally kind of like back in a normal uh, setting and kind of like what do we want to keep how are we you know kind of like continuing now but again, it's not quiet because, of course, you know, we are kind of like struggling to, uh, you know, make sure the lineup is as glorious as it can be. So actually, you know, the core of our energy, ambition, uh, urge, fights is like uh, invested into kind of like making sure that this lineup is going to be, you know, the one we have in our heads. And I noticed also in, in the program, uh, was the latitude section changed to highlights? Was that yeah? Yeah, yeah. we had the feeling that that uh, the audience was not understanding exactly what we wanted to do with latitudes, so we've been trying to change it in order to make me clearer for for the audience because like there are a lot of great films uh, in this section and we actually you know love the films that are being selected there and so we wanted to so the idea is now. There are several descriptions, uh, but the idea is really to kind of like, yeah, allow, to, allow people to understand that those are films that we really cherish, really wanted to include in the program, couldn't fit somehow in other sections for different reasons, but, you know, had to be there. Yeah, it was a good move. The term highlights is, I think, a lot more suitable because I was getting latitudes mixed up a lot with burning lights. Because it, for me, yeah. so I thought that it was about showing sort of like the range of of new forms that it can take. Yeah. But a lot of the films in the highlight section really do show the expansiveness of how, how the form can be celebrated as well. But so just to back up, so there's one, two, three, four, four competition sections and the Grand Angle, which also has an award, but it's more of the audience award. And then we have opening scenes and highlights, which are non-competitive, correct? And special screenings, which has grown this year as well. Wow. So, okay. you know, it's quite, yeah, it's quite an intense process. So basically, unlike other festivals, we have one person watching films at the beginning. So, of course, you know, you want to be sure that this person is going to be able to understand whether this film somehow is interesting for us or not. It's both, of course, a weakness and uh, a strength, because on one side, it means that, you know, those films we are selecting together, we know exactly why they're here. Uh, and we have an overall an overview of the whole lineup because like we are all six of us doing the lineup together. It's not like some parts are being done by some people and other parts mm -hmm. are being done by other people. It's the advantage when you have like a, a, a lineup that is theoretically in comparison to other festivals 
quite small, although it's a lot of films, of course, but still, you know, it's small enough that we can do everything ourselves. It's a weakness because, of course, we're, you know, who we are. And sometimes, of course, we are missing films and sometimes we have bias. And, you know, you just have to understand both sides and you decide whether this is want or this isn't. So basically, there is one person screening the film and, you know, if she or he is interested in the film or, you know, think might be interested for someone else, the film is going to go to someone else. We have this database. Everybody's like, you know, putting rates and, and notes and uh, and description and kind of like sharing films. And, you know, at the end, we have like a shortlist. This maybe, you know, six, seven hundred titles and those films we are all going to watch. Wow. So, okay. you know, it's quite, yeah, it's quite an intense process it's very hardcore like honestly you know like uh, we, we have two long selection committee where we are all together in Lyon and and when we watch like films from let's say 9 30 until 11 30 basically because you know as we know film take a, take a lot of time so there is never enough time and of course we are quite tired but you know somehow this process also in the end turns out to be quite successful, at least, you know, in my subjective opinion. So that's why I keep doing it like that. Although at some point, everybody everybody hates hates each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's part of the thing somehow. But that's also what, you know, kind of like makes it what it is. And, and then, yes. you know, I, I, I tend to need a bit of distance to kind of like understand how it looks, how it shapes. Uh, that's a very important moment for me, you know, like to kind of like let it settle. We have some titles already confirmed and then you try to understand also how to build the program around them. Uh, this year it was a bit more complicated because I was sitting on the on the tree of the Berlinale. So I had to be in Berlin for a really long time and to be far away from the office and, you know, kind of like feeling a bit remote. Uh, but basically that is how it works. And the... 700 or 600 or 700 that you have called down and, and watched together and reviewed together. What are some of the observations that you and your team in the screening committee have made in terms of filmmakers are working with or trends in maybe formal approaches, maybe even debates or conversations that, that going through that process sparked? In terms of like, you know, trying to have some general things, uh, I would say that there are some recurring topics like, you know, of course, you know, families, a lot of family issues, uh, you know, migrations, conflicts, war, etc. Uh, and then also like, you know, identities. Uh, we have, for instance, this year, four films about trans identities. I think it's the same, the first time. And and I would say you know finally we have a film that films that can kind of like uh, reflect on that. F for us, it's really important to you know never select a film because of its to topic. Mm -hmm. And and so there is sometimes you know of course this because because we are all human there is sometimes this thing that oh my god you, you know this is really important and that's something for instance that. You know, we fight against this feeling of this is really important because that's really, uh, you know, uh, uh, an idea, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a point you can't defend because everything is important. So, you know, why, you know, and it depends from for, for whom as well, of course. So it's really about kind of like 
selecting films that we feel are just like the strongest one, the most original one, the most personal one, the most adventurous one. Uh, you know, uh, it's funny because I had this interview with someone that was making like kind of like realizing that I'm never using the, the word experimental and that, that I'm using the word adventurous instead. Uh, anyway. Uh, and yeah. Is there a reason for that? Is there... Yeah, because I think that the word the word uh, experimental is uh, is scary for many people. Like for audiences, you mean? Yeah, and and also in France there is a very specific definition of of what experimental film is, which is very much related to you know the the historical origin of of this notion. And I think that today for me it means something else. So also, you know, it's a world that is somehow kind of like carrying too much stuff with it. So I'd rather, you know, use other words that somehow can mean the same thing, but without like evacuating all the, you know, the scary dimension it could potentially yeah. spark or bring with it. Anyway, um, so you know, it's really about kind of like um yeah, selecting the films that we think are just the best films, you know, in our mm -hmm. subjective opinion. And then, you know, once we have like somehow some of those, we are, of course, trying to build something that is going to be, you know, wider and more open and, you know, mm -hmm. embracing, you know, things that maybe we, we relate less to also in terms of, of cinema, but are going to be interested for interesting for other people. So I don't know, like we've been debating about, uh, sometimes we've been debating about politics. Mm -hmm. uh, in what sense? You know, like in the politics well, of the process? Well, for instance, there is this film called, called My Father's Prison, shot in Venezuela. And it's a film that uh, uh, this director, uh, Ivan Simonis, made about his father, who used to be working for the special forces um, in Venezuela. And of course, you know, it's something that is very far away from us, like in any aspect you can imagine. Uh, and I did have the feeling that, you know, I was happy to have Violeta Bava in the selection committee that is Argentine that like already has a different kind of, you know, relation to, uh, you know, geographically to, to that. Sure. But I did feel that, you know, the, the doubts or the questions, not the doubt, the question we had, you know, were maybe relating to, you know, where we stand and, you know, our Eurocentric minds. So for instance, in that case, we had a, a quite a debate which is all, always a good sign as well, you know, like uh, in general, when there is a film and we fight a lot about it, in the end, we think, okay, actually it's a film we have to take because, you know, it's a film that anyway will be presented as part of the festival, will be accompanied by a Q&A, there will be the chance to discuss about it. And, you know, we that's actually also what we want, you know, to make sure that we have films that, you know, create discussions and, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, I don't know, like, it's hard to, like, think of, you know, general discussions we have. I think that we always have discussions about, you know, whether a film, for instance, is too too difficult for certain audiences or, you know, too, like, as I was saying, you know, politically kind of like asking mm -hmm. questions or 
too slow or you know too pop or you know like basically you know i think that each of us has a certain you know kind of like core interest in something and then like everything that is outside of this kind of like globe of what you are happy with what you feel comfortable with is going to be interesting and is going to be a question and it's about you know how far can we go in each direction mm-hmm. you know to make sure that we can create something that is both coherent and colorful because I think that, you know, we are not doing just like one section. And that is mm-hmm. for me, like really, really important that we are not doing one section. It's not about even like one section, we could do like whatever, you know, a rainbow, but all the more for a festival having, you know, 130 new films, you want to be sure that these 130 new films are going to be, you know, showing uh, like a, a universe of, of what's happening today. But I've also noticed in the lineup and not just for Vision Zuriel, but then also just in the lineups of other festivals, this theme of filmmakers moving more into their personal space and exploring identity, exploring their roots, exploring familial uh, relationships with family or relationships with land or relationships with identity, whether that's cultural, ethnical, national. And and there's kind of a range of ways that, that, that filmmakers are approaching that. But I'm also curious to hear about sort of why, why you think that's happening, why you think that, um, yeah, that filmmakers are kind of sourcing from self more it seems these days i'm not entirely sure it's more than than it was mm-hmm. but but it's possible I, I i couldn't i couldn't say i feel like for sure we you know there is always someone i won't say who it is in the selection committee that you know gets angry about the daddy's issue and stuff like that <laughs> and i feel like we've been having this discussion for 10 years for sure mm-hmm. Uh, but then I would say that I have the feel that more and more, you know, uh, everybody's moving a lot and uh, identities are, you know, much maybe more complicated than, than, than they, they, they used to be, you know, like with people moving away and having, you know, families left back or, you know, kind of like feeling like, they are settling somewhere else and they are different or they're the same or whatever. So I have the feeling that, you know, like the world basically is making identities more complex, which is for me a really good news or at least, you know, an interesting thing to, to, to reflect on, on one side. On the other side, I also have the feeling, but this, I don't know if it's happening already, but probably that it's more touch touchy to, you know, we are more kind of like, uh, careful about uh, you know what we what we are entitled to which story we're entitled to tell or not yeah which thing is both good and uh, a bit of a pity when it's too when it I mean I think it's good that you know people are, are you know more aware of you know the the position and the the standing points they have and you know the privileges they have and everything but also you know I think that it's not like we should cancel everything and not do everything at all apart from talking about our family now because we cannot speak about something else so I think you know right. it feels like maybe you know there is this moment where we like People are, are radically doing 
very careful and doing less things and maybe you know it will it will come back in a way that is more you know kind of like uh, uh thought and cared and you know kind of like careful maybe like you mm-hmm. know paying more attention to what you are doing and and where you are standing and where you're coming coming from when you're shooting somewhere that is you know not not your country but yeah that would be my interpretation those those two things yeah i was i was thinking the same along the same lines i think it's for me it seems like it's a reaction to the questions that many filmmakers have been asked to ask themselves in response to thinking about the traditions of this form and you know colonial practice of going somewhere collecting something and showing it somewhere else in this you know kind of way of being like oh isn't this interesting you know quote unquote interesting but also exotic right and i think that a lot of filmmakers have been really questioning and asking the right questions of that process but instead of um finding ways to do that that are more equitable or more careful have resorted to you know just sourcing from self but it's an interesting topic i think and it's something that you know is going to be i think like talked about a lot you know is already being talked but it's going to be you know talked again uh, uh, about in in the, the 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 upcoming few years because i think that you know it's really a matter of saying whether you know it's really forbidden to show somewhere to 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 shoot somewhere you know far remote uh you know less privileged etc or whether you know there are ways to do that and then you know who has the right to define to to define which ways i mean i think it's it's really interesting and uh and for instance we have had that discussion as well for several films uh and you know sometimes it feels like it's really addressed in the film itself like for instance we are showing this title that was screened in Berlin, which is called In Ukraine. That's maybe you've watched. You know, in that case, they are, they, are, they are from Poland and they are shooting in Ukraine. Of course, you know, I mean, it's close. And, and on the other side, of course, they are living in a country that is not, you know, at war. So it's like a huge difference. And they have been really kind of like thinking about, you know, how to shoot, uh when you are not from there you know when you are not going through that you know like which kind of rules and so they have defined uh some rules in their case it's like shooting with distance and it's only static shots and uh and so basically you know it creates this kind of like distant thing that you can both think is an issue or think is a really good solution you know to kind mm. of like somehow embrace their position and still you know slowly but like slowly but steadily kind of like construct the violence that is happening for me it's like an incredibly you know successful film there is another film that you know we have been talking about a lot and we are not we're not all agreeing about which is called grasshopper republic which is uh, uh, a, a, a director from the US shooting in Uganda so definitely kind of like everything wrong and still we had the feeling that you know it was okay to screen a film like that so to me it's like you know the same thing that we had with female representation you know mm-hmm. I, I think uh, the only thing I have we have is you know our 
I don't know how you say that in English, you know, how like in French you said, you say bon sens, like kind of like, you know, a certain kind of like uh, willingness to think morally, humanly, ethically, politically with all the bias we have, of course, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, for, for female representation, we are start doing quotas and we will not do quotas. So, you know, Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's less good. In some section, it works best, better, in, in other less. Uh, and, and for that topic, it's the same for me. You know, it's really about kind of like watching things and thinking and deciding whether, you know, feel this is okay or this is not okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to keep you too, too long because I know that you're super, super busy. But um... Well, you let know if you need further recommendations. Yeah, no, absolutely. And also... Maybe actually the recommendation that I would love to have from you is of a book because last year on the podcast, you recommended two books and I read them both, the Margaret Duras and the, um, the ah. lives of the, <laughs> yeah, the lives other than mine, which was like the perfect beach read. Ah, oh my God. But, but did you, didn't you cry on the beach? Yeah, but I mean, you're wearing sunglasses. It could easily yeah, be salt exactly, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I have to think about that. I don't. I but I will think about it. I will. I will find a, a good title for you. I'm sure yeah. I'll find someone, something <laughs> that I have read in the past. Wonderful for you right. for your holiday. I will think. Yeah, yeah. Beach holiday. It's okay if I cry. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. Well, it was such a pleasure. I can't wait to come to the, I can't wait to be there, to be in the screening room, to experience the festival, to hear the chatter of what these films bring to surface and how people respond to it. And yeah, congratulations on the, congratulations. Thank you. And I will be happy to, to talk more. Okay. So don't hesitate to come to me so we can sit down and have a coffee. It should be feasible, really. Wonderful. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much for welcoming you. Thanks for listening. This episode features original music by Naeem Makhboub in Stockholm and is co-produced by Christina Zakriades in Brooklyn, Eileen Gokman in Zurich, and Hossein Jalivan in Geneva. For more related coverage, visit us online at docsinorbit.com for our co-curated screening schedule for Visions de Riel, assembled by the three of us after a deep study of the program in preparation for the festival. And special shout out to three Docs in Orbit contributors presenting work at the festival. Afsane Salari, who will have a film that she edited world premiering in the international feature-length competition section. Ekatsotsoria, who edited a film that is world premiering in the medium-length section. And Vanessa Tianza, who has a project in the Rough Cut Lab that she is producing. If you like what you just heard, please be sure to leave a review and subscribe so you don't miss upcoming episodes. And follow us on social media for more on-the-ground coverage. 